This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 542, recorded on August 18th, 2022. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way in in this case, a lot of tech gadgets, news, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Costin, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a Bellevue, Nebraska. It might actually be cooler here in Bellevue than it is where Aaron is at in Canada. Aaron, what's going on that, like, has Calgary, like, headed south? Why is it so hot there? <laughs> I wish I knew. We must be slipping south, or maybe we're, maybe there's a pole shift happening and we're trading places. But it's hot up here. I know. You guys are just struggling, miserable. You know, it's 90. Now, listen, snow, it'll be snowing next weekend. So This is why we're never miserable, Jim. When it gets this hot, we have to appreciate it because Uh, in, you know, six weeks or so, it'll be minus 20. I know. I know. I watch a Canadian beekeeper who has a big beekeeping operation not, not far from you, of course, Canada, everything's far away, but not, not, not too far from you. And he's already like, it's just mid August and he's already bringing in the bees. He's like, it's, it's almost winter. And I was like, wait, yes. wait a minute. It's middle of August. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't know. It's the nights are getting cold here already. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're getting maybe down to nine degrees Celsius, which Jim, we should be faster at these conversions. I know. That's like I know. 30, I'll, 40. You said nine. Nine. Yeah, 40. That's 50 degrees. That's producer Bob, super, can you help us? Producer Bob will help us with that, um, <laughs> uh, which is really, really comfortable. Of course, you could open up your windows overnight, right? And would that cool? That, that does that help? help. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we had in the pre-show, which if you just listen to the regular podcast, you may not know this, but you miss a whole pre-show that's available on YouTube. And uh, the easiest way, I'll, I'll send you an email with all the pre-show stuff in it. If you just join us on Patreon, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. I got a $5 plan. I, getting the pre-show is not worth 5 bucks, but it helps support the network, right? If you want to <laughs> do it that way, shameless plug, you can do it. Or uh, we have a YouTube channel. I think it's uh, uh, youtube.com slash theaverageguytv. If you want to catch the pre-show, uh, Aaron and I spent a whole bunch of time talking about air conditioners and She's been reviewing one on her site that's kind of portable. You can move it around the rooms. It plugs into the, not plugs into the window. It has like a hose that goes to the window, right? Exhaust. Uh, something. Is that, ex- yeah, it's not pulling fresh air in. It's. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exhausting, exhausting hot heat out. outside. So you'd miss all that in the pre-show uh, if you want to grab that. You can. Big thanks to Dan Lefebvre who joined us two weeks ago. I took last week off because our guest had to move his time, but. Uh, Dan, of course, based on a true story podcast at based on a true story podcast.com and some interesting stuff. Make sure you get a chance. If you need something else to listen to besides home gadget geeks, check out Dan based on a true story podcast.com. Aaron, big friend of the show. Welcome. I am so glad to be here. You are my favorite podcast and my favorite podcast host. So it's yes. always a good time when I get to hang out with you. And down with Mike Weger, down with when he left <laughs> us. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's actually back next week. He'll be a little well, disappointed. Fantastic. I'll tune in. 
he'll come back uh, next week. He'll be a, a little disappointed that uh, he didn't get to be here um, for you. You, of course, uh, let's talk a little bit about techgadgetscanada.com, but you've recently bought techgadgetsinternationalright.com as well. What's, what's going on there? Am I, am I going to have trouble like getting you on the show because you're going to be so famous? <laughs> No, it's in truth, the vast majority of, of the audience for the blog and the YouTube channel uh, comes from the US and other countries, the UK. I'm trying to think of what the other top in, in the top three are. Australia, um, probably, right? Uh, no, it's somewhere in Europe. It'll come to me. Okay. Um, but yeah, we have a huge international audience and, you know, I started a, a humble little blog here in Canada about six years ago and thought those were the only people that would want to read anything I have to say. And I've been so surprised by the amazing response from audiences all over the world. So I realized it's, it's, it's grown a little bigger than just tech gadgets in Canada. It's yeah. We've got a worldwide audience now, so we're trying to expand things a little bit. So you can find us on either techgadgetscanada.com or techgadgetsinternational.com uh, just to be able to reach people where they are, I guess. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a good, I think it's a good move. And I think you're finding, and you know better than me, but you're getting most of the same. It didn't used to be this way. It used to be like there were completely separate brands and uh, you know, for, for the U S and for Canada and for Mexico. And I think maybe NAFTA changed some of those things going forward. Now, sometimes the names are different. You know, we have Starbucks, you have Tim Hortons, but it, it for, for a True. lot of, for a lot of the tech gadgets, you're getting a lot of the same gear. So that works, right? That works for you to be able to get that gear and review it. It does. And I mean, there's sort of small exceptions to some gadgets. A lot of companies, I'm thinking Amazon mainly, will release things in the States, you know, six months to a year before it arrives in Canada. So we tend to end up being the the lag behind sometimes, but the gadgets are all essentially the same. I honestly think it comes down to, you know, differences in translation features and having things available in French for the French population of Canada. So I think when, you know, with things like Amazon releasing Alexa devices, they want to make sure that French language support is there before they unleash it on all of Canada. So I think that's partly what contributes to the delays in some cases. But generally, the gadgets are all the same. And I have shamelessly traveled to the U.S. to pick up a gadget that was not yet available in Canada and brought it home. And they tend to work just fine. Uh, Producer Bob is giving you some advice. He says the U.S. Post box for the for the win Although yes that wouldn't have helped during the pandemic because they shut the no. border down you would have had a whole pile of packages you just could not get how sad would that have been to just have a, a pile up you would have gotten there and had things that were you know you would have had like a pixel four right you know, you're like, no, <laughs> two years old and you're like i ah, can't really it. can't really review i can't really you've been um You've been messing around with these picture frame TVs and you've got a post that's coming out here in the next couple of days. What's do you like what's the attraction to these things? I mean, yeah, I know it's it can be a TV and a picture, but do you, do you really need that? I mean, what's why do you like them or maybe you don't? No, I I do like them. I I am admittedly a huge fan of the Samsung frame TV. I got a chance to review the first one back in about 2019. And I thought kind of the same thing, like, mm, big deal, it's a TV, you put some pictures on it, and you know, it's kind of like a screensaver. But it's really more than that. I've 
the way our house is, it's kind of small and I've never really wanted a TV in the living room area simply because it's so compact and TVs, you know, historically have taken up a lot of space and you need furniture and, you know, they, they tend to be this dark eyesore that when they're turned off, it's just a giant black hole in your room. So that's me being kind of a, I don't know, a decor snob, I guess, about it, that I just didn't want that in our, in our already small living space. But when the frame TV came out, I was really curious because I really wanted to see if it would live up to this hype of kind of disappearing into your space. So the premise of it is that it it's supposed to look legitimately like you have a painting or some type of artwork or photography hanging on your wall, and you're never supposed to know that it's actually a TV. And the way you do this is it's got this, it's called the One Connect box, and it's a box that's on the end of this really thin, narrow cord that you can, if you put conduit in your wall, you can hide it in the wall or you can just sort of snake it down the wall. It's almost invisible, almost, but not quite. And then the peripheral box can kind of go in a cabinet or in another room or somewhere else so that you don't see it. And if you install it correctly, it legit looks like art or a painting. And I've had people, multiple, many people come into the house, sit in front of it for you know, a couple of hours and never notice it. And finally, at the end of the night, go, there's no way that's a TV, is it? And they're always shocked, always shocked. So then I got to fire it up and it's a 4K TV and, yeah. you know, it's got streaming and Netflix and everything else. So I love the concept. And I think the TV is also really great. I know a lot of people will gripe about, you know, the OLED TV or OLED TVs are far superior and, you know, brighter nits and, you know, more contrast and whatever. But, you know, if, if you've, if you just want to watch TV now and then it's, it's a perfect way to hide it. And I think the iteration since that first one that I talked about, they did another one in 2021 and then a new one this year in 2022, which is the one I'm reviewing um, they've been making improvements the whole way along. So I feel like I just said a lot there about the frame TV, Jim. Yeah, no, I like it. The The question I'd have for you, you know, when you have your TV on, it's got kind of that shiny that art doesn't have. Do, do, is this a different, oh, yeah. do they do something? Yeah. Do they do something different to kind of keep this so it actually look like, looks like art? Great question. That's exactly what they do. They've got an anti-glare glass on it. And this is kind of the key iteration that they've made up to now with the 2022 version is the glass has been improved each time. And the last one I bought was the 2021 and I had it in my house in my living room. And it looked fantastic. I mean, there was barely any glare. You know, even if you have a framed painting or a photograph in your room, you're probably going to have a sheet of glass in front of it and you're going to get glare off it. So a little bit of glare is fine. When I ended up buying the 2022 frame TV, I thought, you know what? It's probably not going to be that worth it, but it's one of my most popular review topics that whenever I put something up about the frame TV, it's just a monster. So many people are interested in it. So I thought, you know, for the sake of the audience here, I'm going to splash out and get the new frame TV, the 2022 version, and just see if it's actually worth it, if there's actually any improvement to it. And it's actually shocking how much less glare and more naturally it fades mm. into the room 
mm-hmm. I was I was really surprised by how much mm-hmm. better it looks in the room, even mm-hmm. over just you know the model from the previous year. It'll set you back about a thousand. Is that is that a thousand to eleven hundred, twelve hundred, something I think like that? That's the U.S. price. Yeah, the yeah. one okay. depending if you want like fifty five, sixty five inch. I think the one we got was about twenty. 20- Three or four hundred Canadian okay. for the sixty-five okay. inch. Okay, sixty-five. So yeah. not not inexpensive. You can certainly get less expensive TVs of the same size and probably similar quality. But it's that art mode that yeah. really makes the difference. And 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 the anti-glare screen is just huge. Can you see it switch? So when you're in art mode and then you're just watching TV, does it affect the the TV viewing? Does that look okay for you? I'm assuming. It, it does, but does it look okay for you? Yeah, it's fine. It's a quick switch from art mode to TV viewing, and you can set up different things on it too, where um, so a lot of people ask me about the energy use and, you know, do you want to have the screen on all the time and is it going to get burn in? Um, yeah. There's another feature of it too that has a motion sensor in it. So it'll actually shut the TV off to that black screen. But the moment it detects any movement, it fires it up so fast that I think we had the TV for about a month and I was convinced that the motion detection wasn't working on it because every time I'd come in the room, it was on. And I started to get really ticked off because I'm like, damn it, I want I want it to shut off like at night, it should just be turning off. And so I kind of devised a little experiment where I set the timer for that feature to like the lowest possible, it's like one minute or whatever. And I stood in the hallway and I was like, you better go off. And then I like really slowly crept into the room, like trying not to make any movement and I caught it coming on. So I was like, all right, it works. Yay. You're like, I, I tricked it. I tricked it. I tricked it. <laughs> um, so will you, would you game on it? Or have you <laughs> gamed on game, it? But uh, no, I have not. I don't. I don't know much about gaming, so I don't yeah. actually know if it would be a good gaming TV. Okay. But I mean, on the flip side of the art mode, it is, it's a high quality 4K resolution TV. I mean, you can get it into sizes, I think up to six or 75 inches or maybe bigger. So, I mean, if it, if it fits in your space, I, I don't see why it wouldn't work for that. Okay. I'm not quite sure what the refresh rate is though. Yeah. So, but you said 4K, probably at 60 hertz, I would imagine. Yeah. But they, maybe there's 120 in there. Or maybe that's well, coming in the 2023 Samsung frame TV. They'll hold yeah. off. They'll hold off. Do you think we'll get to a point where just every TV's got uh, some kind of... I mean, I, I know they have that today. I guess... No, I guess not. I guess this is special enough that... It's going to be its own. It's going to be its own class, its own category. I would imagine. Well, LG tried to put out. Um, I think they called theirs gallery mode, and I did review one of their very recent gallery mode uh, OLED TVs, OLED OLED. Um, and I was actually really disappointed with it. I mean, mm. the TV is fantastic. Can't complain about the video quality whatsoever, but the art mode just looks like a screensaver. So it, it's it's not the same kind of dupe that you're getting with the frame. There's not that anti-glare glass. There's not the same high quality artwork and some of the other modes where you can sort of put a mat around the artwork in the frame. You can also buy um, add-on magnetic 
like wood frames or white frames or decorative art frames so that it really helps that TV blend into your space. It legit looks more like an artwork than anything else. So yeah, yeah. So LG did really try and it's the other thing about their screensaver is it won't hold one, one image up for very long. It's trying to avoid burn-in. So it goes to black and then it puts up another image and then it goes to black and then it puts up another image. So it's really like a computer screensaver. So if you're trying to get that, you know, nobody will ever know. You you can't do that with the LG TV version. So, well, but good piece. Good. It's not long before everybody tries a version yeah. of this in some way. Good piece of art costs quite a bit. So in this case, you could have multiple pieces of art. You can, I imagine, you can get a bunch of different things to put on there. Sounds pretty cool. I don't that that just wouldn't appeal to me. But if that's working for you, Aaron, you know what I does. You know what does appeal to me though. Last time you were on what? here. We talked about grills, right? Because I was we just did. getting ready to buy uh, the pellet grill. Either I just bought it or I was getting ready to buy it I or I'd ordered it, whatever. And uh, I think Mark Robson had talked me into that either after or before. I might've been, he might've been the show before you. And um, so that's coming. I'd done a lot on this, but you know, my old, you get a new grill and I started looking at my, or it's really a pellet smoker is really what it is. Pellet grill. I started looking at the old one, you know, and you kind of like, like, oh, maybe it's time Looks to. Looks a little shabby. Maybe it's time. Yeah. You got an opportunity to look at this Weber Genesis smart grill. Weber has really stepped it up. Like I have noticed lately, they are going, they're going after Traeger or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Big time trying to get, you know, trying to get their, their place in the, in the space. Did you actually get one of these or is this a shot that you took from the hardware store? Did you get one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got one. I got to have one in my yard to test it out and review and do all the cooking that I would ordinarily do on it. Um, some assembly re- was required. I will say if you've never assembled a barbecue or a grill, try not to. It yeah. is possible for normal humans, but it took us probably about two hours, if I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of small parts and connections you need to make and things like that. So, but yeah, it was in the end, it was, it was a really cool experience. I have not had a new barbecue in many years and I was a bit shocked about how some of the technology, not only the technology has changed, but just the quality of the build and, you know, the different burners and the, drippings trays and the cupboards and things that it comes with. And it's, you know, it's on nice wheels and casters and yeah, the smart technology though is something else. Yeah. They, they have really amped up. Um, and you know, I've got a Weber, um, and Weber bought iGrill. So all that technology that they bought from iGrill is coming into their new, coming into their new units. And so you you kind of see here their temperature pieces coming, the temperature probes coming in. And then, of course, the app, uh, the, the Weber app works on these as well as on their thermometers and such. But it mm-hmm. gives you great, it just gives you a great opportunity to kind of see what Weber's doing. Were you, what were you cooking on before? Did you have a grill before? Uh, my husband has two or three smokers, various okay. different smokers. He's had the is it a big steel egg or a keg or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. The green egg. Uh, I think the green egg. The green egg, something yeah, like yeah. that. 
Um, and then we had another smaller version of that, but we haven't had a gas grill in probably 10 years because he prefers to smoke the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've always struggled with it. I find I, I don't have really good success keeping a, a fire going and getting the coals hot enough to sort of, you know, grill a steak or sustain grilling, barbecuing a chicken. So when we had the chance to try out this gas grill, I thought, well, this is great because it's so hot in our house, like we were saying, and turning on the oven is just unwanted. I thought this is a great opportunity to try a gas grill again. And I really liked it. I think the build quality of these new grills is top notch. There's there's a lot of little extras on it. You can sort of add on a few things to the Genesis line in particular um, and sort of build the type of grill you want. The one I ended up trying is kind of top of the line as far as Genesis grill goes, grills go. So it's got um, some cabinetry and some storage in it. It's got a really handy drip tray that you can sort of swap in and out and replace it with foil liners. Um, it's got little things to hang your barbecue stuff on. It's got an internal temperature probe inside the lid, which I've never had in a barbecue before. And it's huge to be able to look at your phone or the, you know, the monitor on the front of the barbecue and just see sort of what the temperature is at a glance. Yeah, really, I think the smart in this for, for folks that are thinking about this is they took all that iGrill technology, all the Wi-Fi temperature probe stuff, and then built it into the to the grill. And so do you, the version you had, how many probes come off of the, the how many how many plugins do they have for probes? Right. So the way it works, there's two, there's room for two probes. Um, it, one comes with the grill, but if anybody who's familiar with that eye grill concept, it's essentially a thermometer probe, kind of like a giant needle and it plugs into a module, I guess you could call it a connected module that's mm-hmm. connected to Wi-Fi. Um, in the eye grill version, it's sort of a standalone puck that you can just plug it into and then walk away and maybe it connects to your phone or maybe it comes with you. In the Weber Genesis line, that module is actually built into the front of the grill. So it stays with the grill. You still plug in that wired probe into your food and then toss it on the grill. The other end goes into the front of the module on the barbecue and then the whole thing connects to that Weber app. So you've got your ambient grill temperature, you've got the internal temperature of the food. And if you're cooking more than one thing, you can track up to two different temperatures at the same time. Mm-hmm. Alerts, it'll do the app will do all kinds of things for you, kind of the smarts in the app. Is it and I can't remember, does that connect to your phone via Bluetooth? Or does it go Wi Fi? Do you what, what, what are they do? Do you remember what they're using to I believe now you've put me on the spot because I don't remember. I think it no, it's Wi Fi. Yeah. Um, and the alerts, the alerts I wasn't super thrilled with actually, only because and maybe this is an iPhone thing, they come in as push notifications. And they're not audible they don't sort of they're not persistent really so if you're not watching your phone it's really easy to miss the notifications i would love to know if it's a little better experience on android if you're sort of getting lights and sirens going off like flip your meat take it off but with the iphone i kind of had to keep the app open and on my phone and keep my phone in front of me so i would get those push notifications um 
but yeah, the, the, the app is actually really good with things like recipes and walking you through cooking. So if you're not a confident barbecuer, but you would like to be, the app can sort of take you through, you know, how to barbecue that chicken and what should the temperature be. And, you know, here are some tips for, you know, getting a good grill experience. So it's kind of helpful for newer folks who might not have that experience. I will say though, the one big takeaway I had from using a smart grill is that you still need to be present and you still need to double check. We had, we took a chicken off one night and cut into it. And like half the chicken was not as cooked as the other half. The half with the probe said it was cooked, but when we split it open, the other half was not. So that's where you've kind of still got to have, you know, just one of those wireless instant read temperature thermometers. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Have one of those handy and you've still got to check your food because sure the, the eye grill technology will tell you, yes, in this exact spot in this whole chicken, it is cooked. But if it's not the whole chicken, that's kind of up to you to figure out. So smart technology will get you a long way but it's not the be all end all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. That's good advice on the pit boss that I bought. I actually took it and it's not smart. So I use the meter probes and they have, they have, you know, the ambience on the back, the temperature probes on the front. So you get two in one. It's completely, uh, I think it's Bluetooth based. So it goes from the probe to its base station and you connect the base station, to either your phone or a computer or whatever, whatever you want to do. And then once it's connected there, it goes to the cloud. So you can literally, once you have a connection that's that's internet enabled, all that will serve the cloud, which I really, really like. So I didn't need the temperature probes on that's kind of widened by the Wi-Fi enabled on the device because I'm going to come off the probes that are closest to the meat to get that done. Right. So then I took the two, it has two temperature probes on there that are just local, right? And I put them, I wired them up on the inside of the grill, one on the left and one on the right so that I could get. And there's about a 40 or 50 degree difference on my grill between the sides, even though the flame is in the middle, for whatever reason, one side's cooler Mm -hmm. than the other. Kind of helps me monitor things and keep track of stuff and and know, okay, if I want to get this cooking a little bit faster, slide it to the right. If right. I want to get it, slow it down, you know, I sing to the left, to the left, to the left. Right. <laughs> so um, just it gives me th- those and those probes are always then visible on the grill itself. So as I'm grilling, right. I kind of know what the internal and then there's a there's also an internal temp. So I have three different temps <laughs> that are ambient, <laughs> right, that are You're ambient. The and then I could do. I have the meter probe and I, I have that eye grill single. I have a, I pro, uh, an eye grill single um, that I could put into another piece of meat if I wanted to, to, to monitor that on a separate app. On the eye grill app, if you do turn on your notifications, it will make it, it, the alarm settings you give it, it will make a little sound. It's not great, but it will mm-hmm. make a sound for you. The meter is much better at informing you, hey, you can set it. I want to be five minutes away or 30 minutes away or whatever from, when it's getting close and it's got some smarts, like it kind of measures some things to say, hey, you're as you're getting close, it can and predict. And do you get audible alerts from Meter now? You do. I do. You do? Okay. Yeah, I, I reviewed do. one of those about, oh gosh, it was probably five or six years ago now. Yeah. And it was kind of the same situation where 
they were sort of passive push notifications and yeah. I wasn't getting them. Yeah. We could we could just blame yeah. Apple for this. It's, yeah, it's no, fun. I think well, I think it's the iPhone because I get the Audible. I the Mac is close enough that it's the base station, so mm-hmm. you know the the Mac sits just on the other side of the wall from the grill, and so I can with the meter I can actually have the Mac doing it and then serving it to everything else. Mm-hmm. Then I get an Audible alert. I can hear it on the Mac. I get an Audible alert, and I'm like, okay. Now listen, it, I'm watching these things when I'm cooking. Like I'm. Yeah. I'm watching them pretty carefully. I'm not that good. So it gives me an opportunity to to um, to kind of, but you're right. You need to stay engaged, right? You need to yes. stay. Um, 100%. You need to stay engaged with it. Well, so do you get to keep it? Or is this going to be your new grill going forward or do you have to give it back? I think I get to keep it. It's still here. I'm just kind of pretending it's not. <laughs> exactly. Like what, like, what grill? The reviewer's shuffle <laughs> where you're kind of like, what? what thing that you sent me like oh you really want i threw the box away could you send actually me a- well if i think about it, it it arrived in like a massive box all packed into about 300 pieces so it would mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. it would be either very difficult to ship or yeah i'd have to disassemble it the, at that the, point i'll write i'll write you a check yeah the, well the crazy thing speaking of writing a check the crazy things about grills so 96, when I bought my first house here in Nebraska, 96, paid $126 for a sunbeam grill that in the day, if the most I could have spent was like $300. Like they just didn't make grills yeah. that were that expensive, right? This they was were 96. simple. Yep. Yeah, they were pretty simple. And you might be able to spend, you know, $499 and get, you know, some big deluxe thing, but you just couldn't do that today. Like you can drop two grand easy on a grill. The one I think you're looking at this Weber Genesis, twelve hundred to fifteen hundred. Is that is that an appropriate price That's about range? Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And like I said, there there's different models of it without all the storage, and I think with fewer uh, burners, so you can kind of size up or down as you want. So that mm-hmm. that does help. Um, pr- producer Bob uh, has said, "I like that. Thank you for giving him that." From here on out, he's going to be producer Bob. So producer Bob says Thermapen has saved me from serving uh, undercooked food. And that's even with these temperature probes, right? A good instant read thermometer where you check it in a few spots. Do you guys, you guys have a good instant read thermometer that you use too for when you're. We do. Yeah. We've got a couple of them stuck to the fridge and stuck to the barbecue. Yeah. 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 Well, while you're outside and you're grilling, you got to worry about bugs, right? And so there's this, now I've seen these before, but it looks like you, you reviewed, and this is the one I have is a little personal version, the little green thermocell. This looks like a monster. Have you been, did this work for you? I mean, it's Canada. So there's gotta be a thousand mosquitoes. And they're the size of hummingbirds. Yeah. Yeah. No, right on, right on. Right on. Um, Funny you said you've seen these before because I had never seen this and was not familiar with this concept before this summer. So when Thermocell sent me an email, is it? Okay. Thermocell sent me an email and said like, oh, you've got to check out our our mosquito repelling device. And I was kind of like, that won't work. (laughs) No. Why? You're you're mean. (laughs) Well, I didn't say that to them. I said that more to myself. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very skeptical. I just thought, 
you know, there's, there's, I've, I've owned numerous things that all purport to kill bugs and keep mosquitoes away and stuff. And a lot of them don't work. Some of them work intermittently. So I just, I was skeptical, but I got it. And then it arrived, I think in May and I don't think it got over 60 degrees Fahrenheit until about July 10th in Calgary. So we had no mosquitoes. (laughs) So I was desperate to test it out. I finally was able to take it out camping for a weekend. And, you know, the way this concept works is it comes with these little cartridges and the cartridges sit in this sort of egg shaped device that is rechargeable. You pop the cartridge in And it's got a chemical inside the cartridge. And what the rechargeable battery will do is sort of heat, heat the cartridge or heat what's in the cartridge, the liquid, and it disperses it through, you know, a a decent sized area. I forget what the radius is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the name of the product, by the way, too, thermocell radius. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to create sort of this cone of, I don't know, safety where you're not going to get bitten by bugs. So we fired it up one night by the campfire and I just, I was so skeptical and it was a bad and buggy night. We were constantly like slapping ourselves and just dying from all the mosquitoes. After about 15 minutes, we started to realize that we're not slapping ourselves constantly and there was about six of us. So I said like, is it just me or did the mosquitoes actually die down and everybody went you're right no i haven't been bitten in a while no they're not biting me now and so we left it running for the rest of the night while we sat by the campfire it kept the whole area bug free and then i was like it must have been maybe it was the beer we we drank too much beer we were probably just you know placebo effect i don't know what it would i'm like no let's let we'll try it again tomorrow We tried it again the next day. Same thing. It takes about 15 minutes to warm up, but it repels the mosquitoes. It did. To answer your initial question, Jim, it did work. In my Mm. experience, it works. I was floored, and I can highly recommend the thermocell radius. Wow. Spoken like a true Canadian. I like that. I mean, listen, uh, we have one, too. The version we bought... um, is this small? Well, oh, hold on. I'm saying this small. I'm not even showing the screen. So um, this small handheld version, same, oh. actually same kind of parameter, different, a little bit different setup. You, yours has a little bug catcher and some things in it and some other, right? The idea is the same. You put that canister in it, you click the button and it fires up a little, you know, a little flame, not even a flame, but a little, I don't even know what Almost to call like a light. it. Yeah, it's just like you look inside the window and it, if it's orange, you're in good shape, right? It's heat. And then that that heats up this blue pad that you're seeing here on the screen. And then that has the that has the mosquito repellent stuff that comes out of it. They say mm-hmm. no flame. Yeah, okay. It's warm. It's you know, it's still hot. There's still, I mean, I've watched the the stuff kind of drift out of it. But and it creates like a 15 foot radius around you. This is the same. This has the same kind of, uh, as we look at same kind of 15 feet, 15 foot zone around you. But yeah, I think that's about what the other one does. Yeah. Too. And the other one on your picture looks, um, it, it looked surprisingly bigger than I thought it was. This is a pretty small, like 
this you can hold this in your hand, right? Yeah, it's not much bigger. I mean, if you sort of stacked two grapefruits one on top of the other, I mean, it would yeah. maybe be about that big. It's super portable. I mean, you could put it in a backpack or a bag and go to the beach or go camping. And it, it was quite light. So I thought it yeah. was great. I was I learned something new this summer and will be going back to Thermosel for all my mosquito needs in the future. What's nice about it, it doesn't stink. Which everything, you know, you do, if you think about the other citronella candles. Yeah. Um uh, a fire zapping with this either. Uh, yeah. There's no smoke. Yeah. Um, you, you get and uh, producer Bob was asking in the chat room, how expensive are the refills? And I think, um, uh, so I think they're not terribly expensive, Bob, you, you, you can look it. It's kind of based on what you buy. Just to be honest, they have different kinds of refills for different products. So, it would be when you worth different durations as well. And yeah. I think like a 20 hour or 40 hour duration one yeah. might be 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah. So I mean, not inexpensive, but you know, if it works and it's going to keep the mosquitoes away from you, you know, for a whole weekend kind of thing, that's probably worth it. I was watching a YouTuber who does a lot of camping and that's the first thing he sets up the tent and then he turns this thing on sets it in the corner of the tent to clear the bugs out of the, out of the tent. And he's, he said, I can't, I can't, I can't do what I do without this. And I was like, eh, okay, I'm going to buy. I think I bought uh, in best time, of course, to buy these things are at the end of the year, right? Cause they're, oh, they, they clearance them out, right. Including the refills. And uh, you can get like, Aaron, like Aaron said, I think you can buy like eight, 16, 24, 40 hours worth of, supplies basically you're buying that tube that's got the oil that's got the mm -hmm. combustible stuff in it and then whatever mat that the individual device uses to to emit this whatever it is that 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 this repellent that comes out um and it's it's actually really easy and it's no it's there's very little smell and you're right just set it in the middle of the table and kind of forget about it doesn't it, it doesn't make noise it. and it doesn't buzz like you know the the zapper items that are actually electronically yeah. electrically yeah. killing them i mean that yeah. can be kind of distracting and not super pleasant around the dinner table so the fact this is quiet and there's no chemicals and i mean folks in the chat room are saying that it's worked for them too so i'm i'm kind of surprised at myself that i hadn't heard about this yeah. technology before this summer but Here's the uh, here's a refill for yours, and uh, you know, talking twenty dollars, and I think there we go for a forty hour refill. Yeah, yep, twenty yep. bucks. Where's it say for? So oh, there, right, right, right on the top. Weekend yeah. worth. Yeah, and you know what I found is I didn't, um, I didn't, they, I didn't have them on as long as I thought I would. You know, you think forty hours a weekend? No, that's probably two or three weekends worth because you're going to be outside. I mean, you turn them on in the evening when the mosquitoes come out, right? In a lot mm -hmm. of cases, maybe they're not out during the day or you're, 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 you're wanting to sit on the deck or sit outside. So, you know, even at eight hours, right. I mean, that gets you, that gets you a yeah, couple days, three, three, days. Yeah, three, four, five days in there. 
depending on how long you use it for. So yeah, this is one of those, um, you can, you can like, you could set it in the middle of the table and have dinner around it. And you wouldn't feel like, you know, like you're eating deet or <laughs> exactly. Right. Cause you've done that, right. That's you not going to ruin your appetite. You've sprayed on bug repellent, right? Oh, and I know go, so many people that just hate that. Yeah. yeah the, the, it gets in your mouth and it feels sticky and you want to. Yeah. And it just, it kind of permeates everything. And then you're like, if you go to eat anything, you're like, uh, you know, am I eating DEET? You know? And so it just, it kind of, you know, it's kind of one of those things. So I I think, um, well, I was, I was glad when I saw this, this product, I was kind of glad you'd given it a shot because I was like, like you, not a lot of people are talking about it. It's available in every big box. Home Depot, really Lowe's. Surprised at the yeah. wide availability. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a name brand, and you you can get mm-hmm. it anywhere. So now would be the time if you're if you're thinking about buying one of these, and and just start small. Get the this yours was uh, twenty dollars. I think the one I bought was fifteen, something like that. Ten. I got it in, in Canada. They're far more expensive. I yeah. think they're closer to eighty or ninety dollars. Oh size I got and it's about 35 actually I wrote this down for you Jim $89 Canadian and $35 US how is that ah, price discrepancy how is that even fair so yeah 35 you get, in, first, you get all of the products cheaper well and and the one I bought uh is 22 like mm-hmm. if you're if you just need something small and we take this device and put it in the just on the center of the table and it does the same thing yeah, so same you can, yeah, same, same kind of deal. So good way to get in. This is a million dollars in Canada. Sorry about that. And uh, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to, if you want to try that out, I'd love to hear in the YouTube comments, if you're watching this on YouTube or, or in chat right now, um, if you've tried this before, uh, uh, Joe says uh, he thinks that we watch the same YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> it's very, it's very possible. Um, uh, producer Bob says, lovely smell of burnt insects. I'm putting a thermocell in my cart right now, even though he's Canadian, he's still doing it. So good job. And then, uh, uh producer Bob also says deep flavored, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we, uh, one of the things we did with the smoker, uh, the pit boss smoker that I got is we enjoyed some drinks and a, and a few, you know, and a few cigars on the deck while we were making jerky. There's Aaron, there's nothing more delightful than some smoky, some, uh, some smoky, delicious beef, or I, I mean, jerky. Mark, uh, Mark Robson talked me into making some jerky out of brisket. There's something about that whole experience, and it helps keep the, the bugs down because you got the smoke going around you. So that eye grill or the, uh, the grill, the, the, the Weber grill you got probably won't smoke as well. You'll need to get a smoking tube for it. If you want to smoke, yes, but you have pellets, box. you have, you already have a bunch of pellet smokers, right? You're, you're right. We've, we've got a couple barbecues yet that give us all the smoking we need to do. Yeah. But there's something I, I, and I guess I just discovered that there's something great about sitting on the deck and just having that smoke just kind of off around you and uh, keeps the bugs down. Relaxing. Um, uh, as well. Okay. We have talked in the time that you've been on here. Every show, we talk about a robot of some kind, whether it's a 
vacuum and and ed you don't have to buy this robot but you might want to think about it so we 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 talked about vacuum you did we talked about mowers I think we've even talked about a, a drink robot that'll mix drinks for you. Maybe yes, but, we did. Uh, but this M uh, TM six smart cooking robot. What what's happening now? <laughs> what is happening in my what? kitchen? What's happening? This is this is a cool concept, and this was a device that I also I was introduced to by someone else and hadn't heard of it before a few years ago. But it's made by a company called Thermomix. And Thermomix is absolutely massive in Europe and Australia. You know, they're in every commercial kitchen. They're in so many homes. And the concept of the device is it kind of looks like a really big blender crossed with a food processor. But what it does, it's it's sort of more than just a blending device. It's got heat built in, so it will actually cook things for you. So the way it works is it has these guided recipes, and it connects to Wi-Fi. This new TM6 version of the robot connects to Wi-Fi, and then you essentially pick out a recipe, load up the recipe into the machine, and then it walks you through step-by-step everything you need to do to create this meal or just a dish. And so if you're making, let's say risotto, it's going to start you off by grating the cheese in the machine. And then you Mm -hmm. sort of dump it out of the bowl, set it aside in a bowl. Then it asks you to put in an onion. It's going to chop the onion for you, ask you to put in some butter. And it also, there's a scale built into it. So it says, you know, it wants 30 grams of butter. So you drop that in and then it tells you, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to heat this up and it'll saute the onions now in the butter and it'll time it itself. So it's got this little alarm that goes off when, and the alarm, the alarm isn't alarming by the way. It's kind of this nice soft sound that just lets you know time to move on. And so it takes you through all of these things step-by-step. It tells you exactly what to do and it does all of the work for you. So we were talking about, you know, how a smart barbecue can kind of take the intimidation out of barbecuing this kind of does the same thing with cooking. So I tried a whole bunch of different recipes in it. A lot of folks are intimidated by baking and making things like dough or bread dough. The Thermomix makes the dough for you and then it proofs it because it's got that heat and the steam. So you set it in this basket on top of the Thermomix device and it'll warm it up and you know heat it to proof it. And then you finish it off in your oven. So there's... Almost nothing I found, like a recipe that I was looking for that I couldn't find was already programmed into the Thermomix. Mm. So if you think about a world of recipes and you can make whatever you want, you just have to pick up the ingredients, this machine will cook it for you. It's it's quite incredible mm. and I've really been enjoying it. I actually have owned one. I owned the previous version for about four years, I think. And this one came out probably within the last year or two. I'm probably a little behind on trying it. Um, But I decided to upgrade to the new TM6 version. And it's got a few new bells and whistles and some changes and some upgrades. Uh, The Wi-Fi is built into this robot where before you sort of needed this plug-in chip almost to make that work. Um, so this one's a lot smarter. It's got a bigger screen on it. It's a color screen now. Um, 
yeah, just a bunch of sort of improvements that make it a little more user-friendly and more versatile. So, you know, I'm a huge HelloFresh fan, right? You know that yes, we've talked great. about HelloFresh. We, we are in like, yeah, I mean, we just made HelloFresh tonight and like, <laughs> you know, and I love cooking that way primarily because it's just drop dead easy, right? You get pre-measured ingredients, you just put them together. It's it's really hard to mess up. And we've, we've gotten to the point now where we're going, so it's like, okay, we have this meal. What else can we add to it? What, you know, last night we made um, some kind of pork bowl, right? It was rice and pork mm. and some other stuff. Oh, yum. And I toasted, I'm like, oh, we need toasted almonds. So then I got a pan out, made some toasted almonds, right? You add them in there. So we're getting good at this. The picture I was showing on the screen, I always... Like when I imagine these devices, these robots, I always think of just grinders and cutters and mixers. It also, you've got a picture of a fish, like you're cooking fish with broccoli there. I'm, are you steaming it? What, I mean, what is this thing doing? Great question. So there's another component that comes with the machine. So I was talking about the base with the bowl that looks like the giant blender. There's sort of another component and it's a steamer basket concept. And the steamer basket is layered. So you set the steamer basket over the top of the bowl, put water in the bowl, and it steams it. And then there's sort of a lid that'll cover it. So you can grill or not grill, I guess you can steam fish and vegetables together. You can do potatoes. I have baked cakes in the steamer basket of the Thermomix, um, sticky toffee puddings, and they're absolutely outstanding. So it's just another way to cook. You can also, it's got like a, a rice cooker setting. And I, I'm a decent cook, but I always flunk at rice. I suck at cooking rice in the pot. It's always mushy. It's always sticky. I eat it. I'm like, eh, feed the rest of the dogs. So I, I've been trying the rice cooker setting on the Thermomix TM6. And it's, it is perfect. It is so perfect. So I love using that setting. It's got other sort of automatic programs too for things like eggs. You can use it as a kettle if you want. Um, they've also brought out this new attachment for it, which is a peeler. So it can actually peel any hard vegetable or fruit inside the machine. You just sort of set this disc in the bottom of it and it's got little, it looks almost like a grater. And then you put water into it and it just swishes everything around. That's chopped celery, Jim. Mm. <laughs> There's another photo of the uh, peeler attachment. It might be further. Oh, you said peeler. Oh. Sorry. I, I just, yeah, yeah. let's see. Go, so go it on. swishes the vegetables around in the water and it goes, it goes for about probably 10 minutes or so. And then in that time, it there peels the Is fruit or vegetable completely. No. Back down, I think he passed. Oh, there's the peeler attachment right there's there. The, uh, That's okay. the blade. So the blade is kind of this wavy, grater-looking attachment. And I think, Jim, if you go back down, there's a photo of some potatoes that I peeled. And it's just such a cool time saver because you can tuck the vegetables or the carrots or your apples or whatever, put them in the bowl, walk away right there, Jim. You can walk away from it and come back and you don't have to sort of sit there like this would be great if you're doing Christmas dinner. You can just load this bowl up with potatoes, walk away, come back in 10 minutes and all your peeling is done. So super handy and quite effective little attachment for this device. 
Do you think a uh, big family like something like this would struggle or could you, could you do big meals on this as well? Or does it kind of cater to the two to four crowd? Oh no, I think you could probably do a lot of big meals. I mean, you can do a ton of rice in this. So, I mean, you wouldn't be able to sort of do everything at once necessarily, yeah. Yeah. but you could certainly do like steamed vegetables in the main basket. You could do potatoes in the layer underneath the fish, which is in the top. It also does meatballs too. So it has you mix up these, the meatball meat in the bowl, and then you'll roll them up and then lay them in the steamer basket and steam the meatballs. Now steamed meatballs can be a little pasty looking spoiler alert. <laughs> but they taste fantastic. And if you're kind of putting them in sauce anyway, it doesn't really matter. You can also just give them a little, you know, a little broil in the oven too. But you could easily make, you know, spaghetti and meatballs for a family of six or yeah. more in this device quite easily. Yeah. Uh, a couple comments coming in from the chat room. Brian says, this is the start of Rosie from the Jetsons cooking dinner. Do you get that, Aaron? Do you get that <laughs> feeling like you're at the beginning of the Jetsons? By the I way. Do. George Jetson was just born the other day. Like, uh, I think his birthday was oh. like, yeah, like July something 2022 uh, in the cartoons. So somewhere in the world, George Jetson has been has been born at this point. Yes. But uh, Bob says, it seems like most of these cook it yourself are very frying pan centric. Is HelloFresh the same? Yes, it is. It says we tried a few of those, got tired of frying pan food. We... um. Uh, we get around that by grilling it. So if you want to, if you want to get out of the pan, we, you know, we, we, we've tried a couple different ways of frying it. I mean, during the winter, it's kind of nice to not have to go outside and, and, you know, go to the grill and being able to do it in the pan, uh, either, either broiling it or, you know, one of the baking, they, they, the, it's amazing what you can do with a quick sear and then throw it in the oven for the rest of it and, and kind of do it. By the way, your meter would work that way, too, if you want to do it that way. So hey, there we it's go. a good way to get it done. So, Bob, yes, if you're going to go with something like that. Um, he, he says, uh, Producer Bob, 1,500 U.S., 2,000 Canadian. Is that is that accurate? That's that's the price, and it is expensive, and I know it's that's out of reach for a lot of folks. Yeah. The way I've kind of been thinking about it is if you don't need to buy a rice cooker, a blender, a food processor, hand blender, beaters, um, gosh, what else does it do? Steamer basket, you know, it, it, those small appliances add up quickly and they take up a lot of space. So I've gotten rid of quite a few smaller appliances having the thermal mix we used to have a slow cooker but this the thermal mix will it'll do slow cooking now it'll ferment and it'll actually sous vide too which i have not tried yet um wow but i mean you know i've i've got two sous vide cookers hanging around the house just from having reviewed them in the past i i don't need them anymore this yeah. this will do it for me so, so I you mean, would if, think of it that way you would fill it up with water and just set a temp and then you exactly. could in the, in the, uh, in the pot, then put the, put the meat and plastic in the pot, let it sous vide to the right, to the right temperature and then throw it on and sear it. If you want to get in a lot of cases, it. you can do it in Mason jars too, depending on what oh, you're cooking. Yeah. If you don't have, or don't want to use a plastic bag, you can put, 
you know, if you're doing those egg bites, I, I really like doing egg bites in the sous vide cookers. Um, and I always do them in a mason jar because then they can just stay in the fridge and they're always fresh. Yeah, great idea. It's a great idea. Take it uh, less less plastic um, to have to de- to deal with. Listen, uh, uh, with HelloFresh, because rice is every other meal, right? I've gotten mm. really good at making stovetop rice. And I can, like, I can make that and crush it every single time. I just, it's one of those things you're just like, this is, it. it's, it's about timing <laughs> and it's about yeah. the kind of rice that you get. Right. Yes. And so, you know, a, a good Jasmine rice and I like, and man, we, we make that, we make rice sing. Now I, I feel like I used to, rice used to be a mystery to me. It's like, mm. not sure how people get this right. It's too sticky, too wet, too whatever. That's me. We, too. Uh, yeah. Well, HelloFresh has broken me uh, of that completely. Um, it cleans itself too. Like, okay, all of this, and then it cleans itself. Tell me, tell <laughs> me a, that's it true. Like an infomercial. But wait, Jim, there's more. <laughs> I, I just saw this as I was scrolling to the wrong thing, and I was like, uh, "Wait a minute." I mean, uh, I do a lot of the cleanup uh, after dinner and such. A device like this cleans itself. Is it just pour water in it and turn it on, or how does it work? Essentially, yeah, it's fill it up with water and you can use hot or cold, a squirt of soap and then turn it on and it it cleans itself fairly quickly. If you're doing something in there, you know, maybe you're caramelizing something and it needs a bit more attention. Yeah. There's a setting on it that'll tell you sort of how much water to put in soap and it may turn the heat function on to help it clean whatever's inside. But again, you can just leave it running, walk away when you come back, it's all clean. And then what I just do is I'll pour the soapy water into a bowl in the sink and use it for cleaning other stuff. Yeah. No, it's a great, it's a great way to get it done. Okay. What I really want though, is it, okay, this sounds great, but I want this to be married to HelloFresh in the sense that what I'd really love to be able to do is at the beginning of the week, say, okay, I'm going to pick these four meals. And then it says, okay, go buy these things, right? For, so it group all the recipes or it would make a recommendation of like, hey, these four meals have the most the most things in common for this week. So maybe that's the way to start it. Like, how many meals are you going to make this week? OK, I want to cook four meals. OK, these will group these together so they have the most economy because like gr- green onions, they're going to be in three of the four right. recipes. Right. Or potatoes. OK, you need to get a bag of potatoes because you're going to use them twice. Right. Whatever. Then after I've come home from the grocery store, I want this machine to say, okay, today, go get these things, right? You need the things you just bought or whatever. Get these things, measure them out. Because I love to pre-measure everything before we start so that you're literally just doing the Gloria Childs. Was that her name? Gloria Childs? Did I get that right? You know, the cook, the cooking. Julia Childs. Julia Childs. There we go. The Julia Childs, because like anybody can cook when everything's measured out for them, right? So, you yes, know, that there, helps a lot. Do you have some, do you have, I saw your eyes kind of light up when I said that. Do, do you have something like that? I I was looking because I want to say that's coming. I have no knowledge for sure, yeah. um, but I think I was trying to see if it that exists in Europe already. Um, I don't see it in the U S 
Jim, if if they don't already have it somewhere, I will bet you that is somebody somewhere is talking about it because that you're right. That's the next natural yeah, logical be. step. Has yeah. to be. Well, and well, actually, HelloFresh could do this. Well, yeah, they could do a better job of doing this as a service where they, because today you get the individual and individual portions is a big. There's a there's a huge waste factor in this, right? And they mm-hmm. they wrap everything. It's it's in little tiny things. I'd like to be a little more efficient or just be able to do it from the grocery store, right? The problem with the grocery yeah. store is you go to buy, okay, you know, you go to buy green onions and you gotta buy like 12 of them. And you're like, well, I need three, you know, and right. and I'm just making this thing. I just need three. Well, then all of a sudden you're kind of thinking, okay, what else can I use green onions for? Well, that's ridiculous, right? So I just need a better way. I would love, we, we probably would eat five meals a week um, that, and then if we could put some recipes together, so take like those HelloFresh mm-hmm. recipes, put them where it would get smart and say, okay, here's how you economize these five recipes. Right. Go to the store you and then can. it just list. It's just, there's a list that it gives you, right? You can search by ingredients with this and it'll give you sort of recipe suggestions. So if you've got like ground beef or green onions or, you know, like our garden is going crazy with kale right now, it'll sort of supply a whole bunch of recipes for you that you can use to use that kind of stuff up. But to your point about the waste and stuff, um, it would almost be a really smart partnership for somebody like HelloFresh and Thermomix to partner with because... Now you don't need to do the chop and the prep because your robot's going to do that for you. So mm-hmm. you don't need a little baggie of chopped onion. You just need the onion because yeah. it's going to chop it and do everything for you. And, you know, you don't need portioned things like butter. I don't know if you get that or not with HelloFresh. No, Fred. not. They, they, you have the to right use your channel, own butter. Right? Yeah. yeah. You, you provide a butter and olive oil and salt, pepper, those kinds of things you, you provide. But, and then they, they do, I mean, like they don't cut the onion for you. You still have to cut it up. So, I mean, oh, you, you do, could. Oh, I thought it was coming like all chopped and portioned no, and stuff. No, not, the vegetables are fresh. So it's carrots whole, potatoes whole, onions whole, okay. green onions whole. Then you cut them up. And I, I do enjoy that part of the cooking of like, I'm the green onion, man. I go through, the prep, and I, yeah. I cut those up. There's something satisfying about like a really sharp knife and a green onion. I don't, I don't know why, but there's something satisfying about cutting that up really sharp. And Sammy, my daughter, she likes to do the potatoes or the carrots. She likes to kind of chop the big stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we always split, not always, but we try to split the the herbs. So thyme or those just come in sprigs. And so you got to separate them. Mm-hmm. You got to okay. or the ginger, you got to peel and, and right, right, right. so, but this, this, you're right. This could do that. You could, you could say it's this HelloFresh recipe and then it would do, 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 do. And then it would just say, okay, put this in now or whatever. Right. That would be pretty. That's exactly how it works. And one amazing. last little thing, yeah. it'll make drinks. Oh, I used yeah. it to make cocktails. Okay. So how, I, what, I was, I like, was how does that work? When I saw that. <laughs> Yes. Well, it just, it'll tell you what to put in. So it'll, you know, it came up with this blackberry bramble or something cocktail. And I just happened to have, you know, blackberries in the fridge. So you stir them up um, or chop them up, I guess, puree them in the thermomix. 
it gets you to add the appropriate amount of gin. I think there was some honey or some maple syrup or something in there and then a whole bunch of ice and it just chops them up. The pictures of them, they look kind of like black more than purple, yeah, but the color yeah. was pretty intense. It was actually a really beautiful drink. And was it tasty? And yeah, it was good. Yeah. Was it tasty? Yeah, that's when it when well, that's, it's gin and fruit, not good. No, we we just bought um, a huckleberry lemonade vodka from mm-hmm. the, oh mm-hmm. for my huckleberries from Idaho. And wow. um, that's the state right below you. And I know you know Canadians don't always know U.S. geography very well, but it's right below that, you. That one I know. I've got like <laughs> Idaho, Montana, and yeah. Oregon figured out and Washington. Yeah, some, of, some of the best, some of the best parts of the United States. Um, as far as mountains go anyways. So, um, yeah, we got a huckleberry lemonade infused with vodka or vodka infused with that. And very, very tasty. Now, have, have we talked about infusing vodka? No, no. Are you doing that too? With speed? Yeah. How, okay. Give give us the quick rundown. How are you doing this? The quick rundown is you put... Again, mason jar, sous vide cooker. I haven't tried it in the Thermomix, but I've used it with our sous vide machine before. Uh, So fruit, lemon, like if you were going to do lemon huckleberry, you just drop lemon peel and huckleberries into some vodka in a mason jar. It goes in the sous vide cooker and it usually likes to do it for, it was a couple of hours and it just brings it enough to temperature so that it's not, you know, burning off the alcohol or anything, but it's heating it up just enough to infuse the flavor into it. And then you take the fruit out and then you've got this amazingly delicious, like naturally infused vodka. So I've done it with lemon. I've done it with uh, strawberry. I've done it with uh, ginger. And it is amazing. It makes such a difference. Okay. Okay. I'll have to know. I have to try that. Uh, Cause that, yeah. that's sounds... vodka or gin. Okay. Okay, we we've been doing cherry infused uh, bourbon mm. with my son. No, no, those are we threw the cherries in, and we're going to let them sit till Thanksgiving, and then we're going to pull them. So not not heat infused, but just time, I guess time infused. But yeah, how long do you have to? How long does it have to be in the? Yeah, your that, that light just does not want to participate with you. No, I think um, that I think the my light is is done for the night. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it takes we, a couple we, hours. We okay, a couple hours. I'll have to give that. A, I'll have to give that a try. I've also been infusing bourbon into cigars. I bought a separate um, kind of humidor, so to speak, Tupper door is what we 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 call them, right? Just a Tupperware sealer, you know, kind of sealed rubber band. Mm-hmm. I think is the brand. And a little a little bit, you dry them out a little bit, and then you put the bourbon in, close it, and the te- the the and I can monitor. I have a Go V humidistat that tells me oh. the humidity in there. So when it gets to a certain humidity, okay. I open it back up. It goes through another cycle, dries out. Then you close it back so up. So you're putting bourbon yeah. into like the humidifier yeah. instead of distilled yeah. water, which or, is what. Yeah, I just a, or just a okay. just a just a cup. I, it's not even a. It's just oh. a regular cup of. And you just put a little, just a little bit of bourbon in there. And it, it, you've given me two good ideas here tonight. I've got to tell that to my husband because he yeah. has a little small humidor that he keeps as well. And yeah. I don't know if it's ever occurred to him to put bourbon in it. Well, if that you want to do it separate, used bourbon is what we're going to try next. Yeah. Once you've 
done started this, that thing is going to be bourbon for life. So like, make sure okay. it's a separate, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make okay. sure it's a separate, but you just need a sealable container. And okay. You know, I bought one of those little $15 go V humistats. So I can kind of know, okay, it's up to 95% humidity. Now it's probably time to open it up and let it drop down to 60 or 65 or, or I've got it as low as 50. It'll get to 40 if you leave it long enough in an air conditioned space and then, then close it back up and it'll pull that, it'll pull that moisture out of that cup. And then you have to replace the bourbon probably every four or five days just because it'll dry out in there and get kind of, get kind of sticky. But that's a good, that's, that's been what we've found is that actually makes the cigars. They're like, sometimes they barrel age them so that you get the (laughs) wood flavor in them. And these taste like bourbon, not wood. And it's just a different, just a different way of doing it. And then the, Typically, lately, typically on a cigar, the last third is not the best part. But right, right. these infused ones, they're magic in the final third. Okay. Like you go, this is really good. So take it. Takes four or five weeks. You know, you're gonna you're gonna put them in, let them sit for a couple weeks. We have found anywhere between two and five weeks is kind of the right the right thing to be in and take them out, put them in a bag, rehumidify them to get them back to where, you know, I use a little Bovida pack, get them back to their 60, 65, whatever. Let them sit for a couple days, three, four, five days, and then they're ready to go. Fantastic. I have a lot of homework tonight, Jim. Yeah. Well, we have, we, we covered a lot of ground, Aaron. Thanks for, Thanks for coming time. on and uh, anything you're looking forward to from uh, stuff you've got on order or review stuff coming in that you're excited about and, and tell folks the best way to follow you for all that stuff. I am reviewing Samsung's new M8 computer monitor, which is supposed to be the kind of alternate competitor to the fancy Apple monitor which, you know, costs an arm and a leg. Yeah. So I've got it here. I'm using it tonight. Not that you guys can see it, but uh, so far, spectacular experience and beautiful design. So I'll have a review up on that in the next couple of weeks. The Samsung Frame TV review 2022 version will be coming. I've also got a few gadgets for back to school time. I'm checking out the new JBL clip four portable wireless speakers. So if you're looking for something to send the kids off to school with or to their dorm at college with, um, I'll have waterproof JBL clip four. It is. Yeah. I think it's IP 67. Okay. So I'm going to try it in the shower. I think whether you you wouldn't want to sink it in water, but, but something that probably not will will repel float. And then I've got a little, um, portable photo printer the hp sprocket photo printer it prints little three by four photo stickers so things things the kids would like so i'm going to check out a few of those and yeah that's kind of the highlights of of what's coming in the next couple weeks you'll find it all at techgadgetscanada.com or techgadgetsinternational.com and I say make sure they subscribe to your YouTube channel. That's the way I watch you. And it, the the alerts show up and they say, hey, Aaron has something new. And I pop over there and watch it. And I try to like it just as often as I can. And you could do that too if you're listening or watching on YouTube. Head over there and uh, and, and watch those. Like them. 
make sure you're staying up to date. Can I make one more plug for yeah, something? Totally. I just started a newsletter. Oh, nice. So if anyone is interested in receiving the newsletter, you can go on to techgadgetscanada.com or techgadgetsinternational.com. Scroll to the bottom. You can sign up for the newsletter. And the newsletter is great because with every issue that comes out, we put them out every two weeks now, um, I'm trying to always have a tech giveaway. And this is a spoiler alert for your audience, Jim. The readership right now is small. So the chances of winning are excellent. So right. anyone who's listening now tonight should go and subscribe. Uh, and every week, like I said, we have this contest and you'll find out how to enter through the newsletter. But I'm trying to put in some really fun gadgets and giveaways, things that I like and I think the audience will like too. So U U.S. and Canada or any U.S. and Canada. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we'd love um, to have you on board. Would I, would I be ineligible or can I can I sign up for it too? Would, if I won, would I people know. be like, it's fixed? I, I it's think you should. <laughs> It's the I podcast guy. I have a I have a randomized computer okay. program okay. thing that picks winners. So maybe we'll let the audience judge if they think it's not fair that you could potentially win. We can respect that. Right, well, audience, what do you think? Yes or no? Give it thumbs up or thumbs down if you want to do Here that. Couple uh, on our way. In the comments somewhere. On our way out, a couple uh, chat room comments. Uh, uh, Producer Bob got us the exact date, July 31st, 2022, George, George Jetson's birthday. So that he is now 18 days old. And uh, we just well, we just got to find him. Birthday, so happy birthday. Well, happy two month or no, 18 days, whatever. Um, uh, uh, Bob also agreed with you with your with your egg bites. Um, and then he said, uh, or, or find a local food service that will supply you with a takeaway or delivery for a, the meals for these devices. That'd be a little tough because it's a pretty expensive device and getting that specific may, may be difficult, but, um, I like the idea. And then Bob asked me, any bourbons work better than others? And I said, I say the one you really like, and I've actually tried a <laughs> couple different ones. I don't know if it matters, uh, uh, that much, but Certainly, the the more flavor the bourbon has, I mm. think the better. He said that Angel's Envy or Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. The Double Oaked, if you want to get that mm. real flavor in it, yeah, the Double Oaked for sure would be a, a good. And if you like those, um, and so let's see, Bob subscribed to the newsletter. Producer Bob, sorry, I got to get that title right. Producer Bob, Brian said, "Do it." So I can you I I can win. That's good. And then it all says, right, well, all right. Uh, we're all in it to win it. Of course you can win. So, so the producer Bob says it's okay. So then I, then I think it's okay. Aaron, thanks for coming on uh, tonight. Can you hang tight with me for one sec? Yes. While I, I close can. this thing up. Okay. So can just a couple of, a couple of reminders on the way out. If you want to take the conversation to the discord channel, the average guy.tv slash discord. If you want to jump in there, uh, lots of good conversation, actually a lot of good deals uh, in there of late. So if you want to jump in and get there, you can do that as well. You want to leave me a voicemail message, and why wouldn't you? HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Uh, there's a little blue button in the bottom right-hand corner. Leave a message, and then email me telling me you've left a message because I don't always get those emails, and it's that one sat out there for a while. So, uh, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you want to send me an email, uh, by the way, Google shut down all their free business accounts. So you know, years ago, ten years ago, I set up. The average guy.tv domain on Google for free. Remember those days you could 
Microsoft had it and Google had it and you could just set up a free email domain wherever. No longer. They converted all those to 14-day business accounts and then said when the business account was over, um, your email is over. And literally, Aaron, like they sent me an email the day before, hey, today is the last day. And, I, you know, you kind of go, <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever, right? You can picture right. me, yeah, whatever. This morning, was it this morning? Yesterday morning? I woke up, I think it was yesterday, and I got the squiggly line on the email, meaning it's been frogger sound. Yeah, completely disconnected. And I'm like, crap. So I go to my Gmail account, and I remembered in that day I had set up like nine different, like, Podcast at the average guy.tv, info at the average guy.tv. Why I thought everybody needed all these email addresses, right? Christian had one, Rich had one, everybody had one, and nine. <laughs> they wanted to charge me $3 each. And that's like $27 a month for you now. So we deleted them all. I have two, Jim at the average guy.tv, and of course, Christian for Cyber Frontiers has Christian at the average guy.tv, six bucks a month. And it, as soon as I hit purchase, the squiggly line went boop. Like I could not believe how fast they ena they enabled email. It was like boop, it's there again. So if you have a Google account, especially the business account, like if you opened a free email a while ago, you might want to double check it. It's chances are it's going to expire here on you, and you're going to have to either pay for it or close it close it down completely. There's not too many free. I tell you what, if you if you don't want to pay Google, you can go to Christian. Go to MapleGrovePartners.com. He has plans. He has hosting plans for 10 bucks. Email is five. Great, a great deal and a great way to do email if that's what you want to do. I hadn't planned to make that connection, but I did. And so if you want to head over to maplegrovepartners.com, get high-speed hosting and email hosting. And I thought, yeah, okay, you're saying, well, why didn't you go to Christian? Um, it was just easier to pay six bucks to Google, turn it back on, than uh, what's your MMX record? What's the, you know, you got to, when you're setting up email, you got to get all this stuff, right? You got to get tech guys involved. It's just easier to pay Google $6 and get it done. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. I think I mentioned this before, but the one who shall not be mentioned, who is dead to us, Mike Weger, he'll be on, he'll be on next week. I think that's next week. I should, I should double check. Hey, Mike. He'll be, he will be back. And he was sad that he was missing Aaron, but, but his, his I'm sad to miss Mike. Please say hi to him for me. His kids started school this week. And um, so that's been, and this is the first, this is that first year, you know? And so it's, it's been, he was like, no, I can't make it. So Mike is coming back uh, next week. And then we got a whole host of guests coming on, including Bob and Ryan are coming back from thinkcomputers.org. We'll, we'll be back uh, next Thursday with Uyghur. And of course it'll be party time. And with that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.